goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It is your Wednesday rush hour here on WABC. James Colton, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here this afternoon and every weekday afternoon at 4 o'clock. If you'd like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC. Then I'm going to call 800-848-9222. There is no good news for Democrats today. There just isn't. And that's good news for America. Woo! Woo! Every story... Almost political nature. One week out, Democrats have little reason for optimism about Congress. As I said, bad news for Democrat. I'm not this. Yes, I know. It's not plagiarism. Yes, Rust used to say that. What's bad for Democrats is good for America. When you cite the reference, it's not plagiarism. There is a story that really has, it must have Democrats shook up. Karen is voting Republican this year. Oh, yeah, baby. Karen, here's the story from the Wall Street Journal. White suburban women swing toward backing Republicans for Congress. Translation, Karen is voting for Congress this time, and it's not the usual liberal suspects, it's Republicans. White suburban women, a key group of midterm voters, have significantly shifted their support from Democrats to Republicans in the closing days of midterm campaigning because of rising concerns over, over what? Is it Roe v. Wade? Is it, is it, is it Dodd? No, no. It is economy and inflation, according to the latest WSJ poll. The new, ver- the new uh, survey shows that white women living in suburban areas who make up 20%, 20% of the electorate now favor Republicans by 15 percentage points. That moves the total away from Democrats to 27 points away from Democrats since the last poll the Wall Street Journal did in August. We're talking about a collapse, if you will, in that group on the perceptions of the economy. That's what uh, Republican pollster Tommy Tony Fabrizio says. He conducted the poll along with a Democrat pollster. The poll shows that 54% of white suburban women think the U.S. is already in a recession. Karen is not happy when her spending money is not going far. Not happy at all. And I cannot wait to talk this through with Princess Di later in the week. This is amazing, because usually what we're told is that white suburban women, why they hate Republicans with a passion, There's an editorial in the L.A. Times today about how evil Republicans are because they're responding to the attack on Pelosi with cruel, baseless jokes. 
It's shameful. That's what the L.A. Times <clears throat> editorial board says. Shameful, shameful. Shame on those Republicans. They cite that same story that we talked about yesterday. Uh, they, they'll do anything to try to scare voters against Carrie Lake. So, of course, she was the first first one. Carrie Lake, the GOP nominee for governor Arizona, used the attack as a bizarre punchline. This is what they call bizarre. A bizarre punchline. Nancy Pelosi, well, she's got protection when she's in D.C. Apparently, her house doesn't have a lot of protection. Somehow or another, the folks out at the L.A. Times editorial board find that a bizarre line. It is not a bizarre line. The reason that it connected with people in the audience and made them chuckle was because it makes sense. It's not bizarre. She's she's always wrapping herself up in protection. As Mark Stein pointed out yesterday, this is a woman that doesn't even fly with the peasants. She has the government plane to shuttle her back and forth between uh, her home in San Francisco and Washington, D.C. She doesn't fly with you people, with us. She didn't want any parts of it. She didn't want to have to wait for snacks. She probably has her own her own choice of 20, 30, 40 ice creams aboard the private plane that she, government plane. She doesn't want to have to fly with you people, me. She's not going to fuss anybody about a middle seat, and she's definitely not going to fly anywhere in coach. Now, mind you, this is a woman that could fly her own plane. She and her husband are wealthy enough. They don't need to depend on a government plane. They could go get a Gulfstream 550, drop it in the bucket, fly that puppy every home. But no, she'd rather fly on taxpayer darn. And so it makes sense to people when you say, hey, she's got her own protection detail, which she does, but apparently her home isn't well protected. What did we learn uh, between yesterday and today? We learned that the house was supposedly under surveillance from Capitol Police, but guess what? Nobody was watching the store so to speak. Well, isn't that nice? We have all these cameras set up, but eh, we don't have anybody watching them. So no, what Carrie says, Carrie Lake says makes sense. But of course, to these people at the LA Times, it's a bizarre punchline. It is not bizarre. Donald Trump Jr., they're really mad at him. He posted a photo, a a, a meme. Well, a few of them. One says, open carry in San Francisco. And it shows a hammer clicked to a person's belt. Now, you may think that that's crude, but it is making a point that Republicans have always made. San Francisco and California have some of the tightest gun laws in the country that prevent citizens of that state, law-abiding citizens, from easily getting their hands on weapons. And Republicans have been saying for ages, look, it is not the weapon. It is the person you have to be concerned with. Trump Jr., Donald Trump Jr., is illustrating that with this closed caption meme. The one that really set them off, really was the cartoon. We told you about that the other day that he put up the meme 
that says he's got his Holly, his Halloween costume ready, and it's a hammer laying on top of underwear. They picked on somebody for saying, too, that they're a half-naked men. Where did we hear about half-naked men? Republicans didn't make that up. It was reported, which is why people got hold of the story. It was reported that the two of them were in their, in their underwear. Now, if the reports are wrong, what the L.A. Times needs to do is call out the bad actors in the journalist community who reported initially that he and Pelosi were both in their underwear. Republicans didn't just pull that out of thin air. It was what was being discussed in the, uh-oh, dare I open this, a broadcast engineer, Mike Mamone from the Rush Show. Mr. Mike has sent me a text. And usually when I open these, oh, my goodness. Oh! Ay, ay, ay. Now this, this, the, this is something that the L.A. Times would have a real problem with. Because this is, and Mike, you, Mr. Mike, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. I almost don't want to tell the audience this meme that you sent because it is so utterly vile and disgusting. But I'm going to do it anyway. This, wait a damn second here. This is terrible. I mean, this is, now this is what the L.A. Times should be concerned about. What average citizens are sending around to each other. Not Carrie Lake saying her house doesn't have any any protection. This is a meme that Mr. Mike just sent me. It's Nancy Pelosi, surrounded by her aides, all of them on their phones, all of them texting. And she's on her phone, but she's not texting, she's speaking. And the caption says, Paul, are you drinking and driving? And the answer's at the bottom, no, Nancy, I'm at home getting hammered. Now that is disgusting. That's vile. That's mocking. And that's the kind of thing that we just don't need in this society. Those kind of jokes after, and we do hope that Mr. Pelosi recovers. Let's remember something else that Mark pointed out. It was the daughter of Nancy Pelosi after Rand Paul was violently attacked that pretty much said, hey, he got what he deserved. Good. Glad it happened. The Los Angeles Times fails to mention that. And these are the kind of things leading right up to election that the whole country sees. They see that Carrie Lake is not out making fun of Mr. Pelosi. Mentioning the fact that they have top-level security, and yet this thing happened, is not mocking it. Meanwhile, Carrie Lake... Her, her opponent refuses to debate her. We have, and this is, folks, there's something, you know, Don Lemon is, dare I say, acting like a journalist in the morning. He's surrounded by two lovelies. Well, two ladies. And he had a chat, the three of them did, 
with Democrat Katie Hobbs, who's running for that governor's seat in Arizona. She refused to debate her opponent in the primaries, and now she has refused to debate Carrie Lake, who the press wants to vilify the mainstream press at every turn possible. This, surprisingly enough, was the way that conversation went on CNN earlier. Why not debate your opponent? If you believe your opponent is, you know, has issues in the spreading conspiracy theories uh, about a stolen election and so mm-hmm. on, and is not being truthful with the, the people of Arizona, why did not get on the debate stage and, and debate her? You know, not only is Carrie Lake, has she centered her entire platform around this election denialism, um, I didn't want to give her a bigger stage to do that. But additionally, she has shown that she's not interested in having any kind of substantive conversation. Um, she's only interested in creating a spectacle. But and I didn't you, if want you to were a... in the same space with her, wouldn't you be? Wouldn't it be easier to knock it down in front of everyone, in front of the most people, because you're not stopping her from spreading yeah. a legitimate question? Spreading by not debating her, she can go on television. She can talk about it. She can go in front of the the people of Arizona every single day and talk about it, you're not confronting her on it. It seems like it would be an easy fix if you stood up on a debate stage and and confronted her about these issues. We're six days out from the election, and our campaign strategy is our campaign strategy. So we're moving forward. I'm continuing to make my case to the voters of Arizona, uh, whether or not Um, uh, we debated in this race is not going to decide this election. So, um, you know, Uh, I just made the decision, didn't want to be a part of her spectacle, and she's not, uh, she she won't answer these tough questions. She um, answer these tough questions. Reporter, she only talks but, to fake But Secretary, news. it's not just her that you won't debate. You also that's one of the lemon babes. Debate your Democratic primary opponent, oh. Marco Lopez. Why oh. have you ever? I was, I was, have you I ever? Was miles ahead of him. I was way ahead of him. I didn't have to debate him. I was I, I ahead of him in the race one handily. It's a totally it's different situation here. Why are you people asking me questions? At your opponent again. Have you ever debated your opponent? Running for political office? Oh! Yes, I have. Why do you think it wasn't important for people to see a debate in this election for governor at all? Uh, In the primary, I was focused on the general election. I was miles ahead of my opponent. I won handily. Um, It wasn't an issue. I won handily. Um, We're six days from the election, and... Uh, this, is, this is the decision we made. So This is what organizing looks like. And, uh, and uh, listen, we have to, uh, and, uh, we have to go to a break. Uh, but uh, if you uh, stay there, uh, we'll be uh, um, right back, uh, right after this, uh, handily, in fact. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Have a time. 
You know, Kevin, wait till the L.A. Times. I'm reporting you to the L.A. Times editorial board. Hammer time? Really, Kevin? Hammer time? Can't touch this. More proof, ladies and gentlemen, that the world is spiraling out of control. Harry Potter. How many of you uh, watched the Harry Potter, Harry Potter movie series? You did. Did you like Harry Potter? You know, with that little wand and all that stuff. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, you loved it. Uh, Scott, you ever watched the Harry Potter stuff? Yes, I did uh, indeed watch the Harry Potter stuff. You watched. You like Harry Potter? It's okay. Take it or leave it. Okay. This Daniel Radcliffe guy, Mister Harry Harry Potter. He's out attacking J.K. Rowling again. Daniel Radcliffe is doubling down on his choice to denounce Harry Potter creator J.K. Rowling's comments about transgender identities. He says it's important for him to step up to the plate and clarify that not everybody in the franchise felt that way. What what Miss Rowling said that upsets the world of of liberals is that she says, I know and love trans people. Now, that's important. I know trans people. I love trans people. That's what she said. But erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully Discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. Well, Radcliffe wrote an open letter for the Trevor Project, an organization. They're involved in a very good cause to prevent suicide among LGBTQ youth. And he says, the reason I felt very much as I thought I needed to say something when I did was because particularly since finishing Potter. I've met so many queer and trans kids and young people who had a huge amount of identification with Potter on that. And then he goes on to denounce. Hey, Marsh, listen, you, we wouldn't even know who this guy is. Daniel Radcliffe would be another nobody who wanted to be a famous actor if it were not for the creative work and the intellectual property of J.K. Rowling. And him, and he's out in public trashing her after her creativity, not his. Her creativity makes him a household name. You talk about ungrateful. Show a little class. If it weren't for this woman, this guy would be a total nobody. And he can't even just just do the honorable thing here and just stay out of it. Do your good work with the group. And that's good work that he's doing, trying to help prevent suicides among the LGBTQ young community. That's great work. It's noble. It's righteous work that he's doing. But you have to attack this woman in the process. Stay out of that. Show some class. There is no class. Now, there's another thing. NBC, this is what, 
Speaking of trans issues, let us listen to an NBC News report on the election. This NBC report might, might surprise some of you. It may not others. Go ahead, Kev. Good to see you. And as Gen Z gears up to hit the polls, transgender voters are concerned they might be blocked from casting their ballots. Yeah, that's because a growing number of states are enforcing stricter voter identification laws that disproportionately impact the community. NBC Out reporter Joe Yurkaba joins us now with more on this. Joe, good morning to you. So first of all, how can voter ID laws create obstacles for transgender people? And where do we see some of the strictest voter ID laws? Sure, yeah. So voter ID laws disproportionately impact trans people because trans people are more likely to have IDs without the name uh, that they go by and the gender marker that reflects how they present. And recent research shows that just over 200,000 eligible trans voters in uh, 31 states that both conduct their elections mostly in person and require or request ID at the polls don't have IDs that reflect their gender identities and the names they go by. Um, and, you know, the states that have the strictest voter ID laws are mostly concentrated in the South and Midwest. So you're, you know, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Kansas. So voters there are going to be most. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, those of people in the South, those red state hicks, those red state flyover hillbilly hick, those people that demand that they actually have voter ID, they're discriminating against, against trans people because trans people don't often have IDs that match with their gender thing, thing, thing doesn't match. It just doesn't match up. And how dare them even ask for identification? I mean, whatever. It doesn't stop. This last one before we head to a break, 800-848-WABC. It's not just here in America, folks. It is not just here in the, in America, The world is spiraling out of control. On October 28th, good morning, Norway. (laughs) Good morning, Norway aired an interview with Joe Run, Victoria Almi, 53 years old, an able-bodied male who now identifies as a disabled woman. In the interview, Alme stated that he has always wished that he had been born a woman who was paralyzed from the waist down. He's a senior, senior credit analyst for Handel's Bacon in Oslo. And the press in Norway has been good for him since he announced his trans disability. He announced that he is trans disabled. He is not disabled. He is an able-bodied man. But he wishes that he were a paralyzed from the waist down woman. He has no physical handicaps. Still, he spends almost all of his life in a wheelchair. In addition to gender dysphoria, he claims to have a body integrity disorder, BID, citing a dissonance between how he perceives himself and how 
his body functions. I have struggled with this every day my whole life. It is a cognitive dissonance in the same way that I experienced being a woman in a man's body. I experienced that I should have been paralyzed. I should have been paralyzed from the waist down. This is not a desire to be a burden on society. It is about the wheelchair being an aid for me to function in everyday life, both privately and at work, he stated. If he wants to truly be paralyzed, Mr. Alme, come to New York, ride the subways. I'm sure one of our criminal class here will help you, and they'll be glad to help you. Live out your life as a paralyzed woman. You gotta get on the groove. If you want your body to move, tell me, baby. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Florida Memorial University, one of the nation's great HBCUs. I'm a big fan of HBCUs. I got my start at one of those other HBCUs, Delaware State University. Okay, that's pretty good, man. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. I went to a black school. I went to. I, I went to an HBCU myself. Why, 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 you getting nervous, man? I, I'm, I'm black. I mean, I didn't want to send my kids to them jungle schools, but. Get out. I went to one. Get out. Was this on the Rhythm Nation? It is. Janet Jackson brings us back on WABC. Get the knowledge. Yeah, Joe Biden's black now. He, um... He was so enlightened, ladies and gentlemen, that when it was time for college, Joe Biden said, I don't want to go to one of them white schools. I want to go to one of them jungle schools. Who said that? Joe Biden. Who said that? Joe Biden. Stay off the weed. It's not weed, my man. You're killing me, Smalls. I went to a black school, me and Corn Pop. Corn Pop was the instructor, and I that Corn Pop man was a pretty mean dude. I took chains. Yeah, yeah. And when I was at... 
when I was at that black school, HBCU, partying with the black people in the jungle school, the little black kids used to come and rub the blonde hair on my legs. They were fascinated with it. Please wear a mask. And then I used to go home and take showers with my daughter. Hey, hey, all of this is from the Joe Biden biography. Don't Not point, don't good. point, don't point your finger at me. Ay, ay, ay. Don't get nervous. It's great to be at Florida Memorial University, one of the nation's great HBCUs. I'm a big fan of HBCUs. I got my start at one of those other HBCUs, Delaware State University. Okay, that's pretty good, man. Yeah, right. pretty good, man. Yeah, pretty good, man. That's a Joe, man. I went to a black school, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's go to the telephone, shall we? George and Tom's River, you're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, here on WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you, Tom? Uh, George. Uh, Joe. Did uh, jo- Did you go to an HBCU, George? No. No, I Why did not? not? Why not? No. Why didn't you? Oh, no, I'm getting yelled at now. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, I love you. I respect you so much. I just, I had three quick points. I'm just going to throw them to you, and you can do what you want with them. My okay. first one is I think the Democrats are running this pattern of not uh, debating their, and it started with Biden and his basement. It seems that there's a pattern here that they don't think they have to do it, and they can just win automatically. The second thing is I don't know how that man got into that house. I mean, it just is not as simple as he got through a window. He, I think he was in that house before all this. That's my second point. And my third point is you've got to, you've got to put more emphasis on my man, Barry White. I don't hear you ever promoting him, and I just love his music, you know? <laughs> we play Barry White. We play Barry. And I love Barry. And we're going to play more Barry for you. We just have to play Barry when we can stretch out, when we have time to let it all soak in. We love, we love Barry White here. Thank you. We love you, too. Thank you for the call, my man. Let us go to Bridget in Rockland County. Bridget, how are you this afternoon? You're with James Golden, Good. a.k.a. Bo Snerdley. Hi, Bridget. Good. Hi, Bo. Thank you so much for taking my call. I love your show, and I miss our rush for sure. Um, you know, what's interesting. The other day watching TV when Biden was voting, and he had a show ID. So Delaware, <laughs> Delaware obviously requires it. They do. How long? Yes, but how long have they been doing it? Okay, here, Bridget, you, years? Bridget, this is why I love my audience so much, and I love you so much, Bridget. Thank you. You're oh, brilliant. Thank you. You are thank brilliant. You. Let me tell you how brilliant you are. During the debate, during when Georgia, remember when Georgia said, "Okay, we want to reform voting here." They actually made it easier for people to vote. But Biden said, and Stacey Abrams, oh, no, no, this is Jim Crow. Oh, you Georgia people, you Mm -hmm. Republicans, you're a bunch of racist scum. You're Mm -hmm. terrible. Mm -hmm. At the time, Bridget, 
people pointed out, but it was never really amplified in the mainstream press, that Delaware's voting laws are stricter even then than the laws that Georgia was enacting. So, yes, you, you, you observed it and you caught it. Their laws, yeah, they don't mess around in Delaware. They want to make sure that the Democrats can get in so they have the voting ID, they have strict laws. And nobody cares because Democrats get elected with it. And what has been amazing in all of this is that in Georgia, after the laws were enacted, after the Republicans passed those laws that supposedly suppressed black people voting, that was the return of Jim Crow, more people are voting in Georgia than ever. And that includes black people. And not one apology from Major League Baseball from pulling out. No apologies from Woka Wola for, for denigrating the citizens in their own state. All of these liberals who castigated these people in Georgia, not one of them has the, the courage to stand up and say, oops, we were sold the bill of goods. We were wrong. Bridget, you're a genius. I love you. James Golden, a.k.a. Stern, will be coming back with you right after this. Right on. Trying to create the Howard Stern scene where the girl is on the sp- yeah, speaker. And you're going, is that what you're? No. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I have to put up with. I love you, darling. You are such a genius. All of the fine, beautiful women in this audience, you know, I'm here for you every day. I've got to keep you pleased in every way I can. Let me hear you say. Gonna give you all of me. Right on, James. Right on, Snuggly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Join the 77 WABC family in supporting our tri-state and national law enforcement departments and sign our petition to make our community safe. Head over to WABCRadio.com slash petition right now. And if you support, support them wholeheartedly, the men and women of law enforcement who put their lives on the line daily to protect us. Sign our petition to make communities safer by supporting law enforcement. Go to wabcradio.com slash petition. You can sign up now. That's all a part of what we're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, you can join us all, 77 WABC and Ramsey Mazda, as we honor law enforcement officers across the nation. That's Thursday, tomorrow, November 3rd, with special guest and commentary all day long, 77 WABC and Ramsey Mazda back to blue. That's tomorrow, Thursday, November 3rd. 
It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. What did you cry for? Because I'm such a cornball. No, because I'm a cornball. No, it's Barry on WABC. Nothing is going to go wrong. We feel inside of us that, that everything we have is only here for today. But it's actually here next Tuesday on Election Day. But every now and then, two people get lucky. Are you kidding me? Find that certain thing. That, that certain thing that makes them want to just... Just keep it. Get rid of keep it that way. the people that have been causing so many problems in America. I don't want you to feel that you have to go through these changes, baby. We don't have to go through these changes. We can no do something about it. No way. No way. You having a good time, Joe? I am. Very white. I know that. Our love is different. Our love is so different. Our lives will be different. Our lives will be different after election day. Just trust me. Trust me. Get the Democrats out. Trust me. Life will be amazingly better for all of us in the United States of America. To increase the uh, birth rate in the New York City area. Taking it into your own hands. <laughs> Barry brings us back on WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden, a.k.a. Snow, with you here. You're killing me, Smalls. Let's head out to Mineola. Ellie, you're on WABC. How are you this afternoon, Ellie? Hi, Mr. Snurley. I'm doing great. You're on fire today, by the way. I'm laughing the entire time. I'm, I'm uh, you're hysterical. But anyway, <laughs> this is just an just. I have two things. But the first one is just an observation. Not making any claims. Okay. 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 So the FBI, okay. okay the, the FBI code word for a male prostitute is ice cream. Okay. The FBI ice has cream. Of, yeah. So. Think about two years ago. Who had a freezer full of a variety of ice cream? Hmm. I just found, look, I just found it interesting. Okay, I'm not saying anything. But, you know, okay. Right on. Right on, Ellie. <laughs> okay. And my other thing, real quick, I mean, it's it's, it's a little bit of a, of a bummer, but do you remember when you were talking about uh, the death of, what was his name, Cooley? A couple yes. of weeks ago? Oh, okay. yes. I want I want you to watch... A, a video on YouTube uh, by Avicii. Do you remember Avicii? I do remember Avicii. Okay. So, yeah, he did that. Wake, you know, wake me up when it's all over. Okay. Find the video that says, for a better day. Okay. For a better day. And you're going to you're gonna be very in- – it's going to be interesting. It's going to lead you into more thought. Okay? Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you right, so much. Listen. Thank you. Thank you, you Ellie. Right on, Ellie. Thank you. Mike from New Jersey, you're on WABC. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. How are you, Mike? Mike, are you there? Going once, going twice. Hello, Billy in Staten Island. How are you, Billy? 
I'm doing great, uh, James. I really am. I just feel that you guys should be on two hours instead of one hour a day because mm. you are delightful, James Golden. You're the greatest. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yesterday, a lot of people. Yesterday, a lot of people were requesting certain music. I yep. would love to hear Lou Rawls. You Lou, Rawls. Lou Rawls. Thank my yeah, man. Indeed. I'm gonna. We're gonna make sure to have some Lou Rawls in the days ahead for you. We will definitely do that. Nobody does it like Lou. We will definitely do that for you, Billy. I appreciate that very much. Ira, last word is yours. What's up, Ira? Yes. Bo, I second that emotion about the two hours, but the point I want to make was uh, that, you know, if the Kyrie Irving thing, okay, on the, the liberal, liberal hypocrisy, anti-Semitism is hate just like black just like white supremacy or white racism against blacks is hate. It's equal. But on the um, intersectionality thing, uh, Jews are higher on the hierarchy, so-called. And therefore, if a black Ira, athlete... Yeah. I have to stop you there because time is up, sadly. We'll be back tomorrow on Boston Early's Rush Hour, 4 p.m. Make sure you're here. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. Remember Cats at Night up next here. The real enemy, my friends, of any communist society is not the dissidents. Its real enemies are the beautiful and the good. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.